0: episode 23, The Dirt on Compost, Turning Your Food, Trash, to Treasure. This is the Funky Farm Girl, Jenny Veliki. I'm so glad you're here this week. And um, we start off every episode with an update on what's happening on our homestead. So let's get started. What a difference a week makes. This has been a much cooler week. Our temperatures have dropped by about 10 degrees which has made all the difference in the world. I've been able to go out and work in the garden this week without feeling like I'm gonna have a heat stroke. And it's just been really nice to be out um, in the garden. I've worked on staking my tomato plants. I actually planted way too many, way too close together. And as a result, they're very tall and skinny and top heavy. And so I'm in the process of staking those and pulling out the smaller ones. And making sure they have the support that they need and weeding out the Bermuda that's grass that's trying to grow in between the rows. So I've been working on that and it's also the beginning of hunting season here in North Carolina and we kick that off with dove season which is super short and super awesome. Um, this year my husband uh, Michael went with um, Georgia, our youngest, and his brother and his two boys, and they were able to get 55 dove. Uh, if you want to see pictures from the hunt, you can go to my Instagram page, the Funky Farm Girl, and it, there is even a post there where we show you how we cook the dove breast meat. If you've never had dove before, dove is the filet mignon of the sky. It's a really nice, small, tenderloin piece of meat that is very very reminiscent of filet mignon Um, we do ours wrapped in bacon with mozzarella and jalapeno and it was delicious so um, they're going to go one more time tomorrow and so I'm hoping and praying that we get um, a few more dove out of that hunt and then it'll be prepping for deer season coming up in about a month and a half so today let's talk about the dirt on compost last episode we talked about how anyone can homestead no matter where you are what your situation looks like whether you live in a cookie cutter house in a neighborhood you live in an apartment in the city there are always things that you can do to adopt a homestead lifestyle because as we talked about it's not about location It's about lifestyle it's a mindset of learning to be more self-sustaining and self-reliant in the way that you eat and in the way that you produce and consume things and so this week I really wanted to hone in on one thing that practically anybody can do no matter where they live and that is composting so first of all let's talk about why you would want to go through the trouble of composting. What would be the point? What's the benefit? Why do you even want to bother? Well first of all it reduces trash in landfills and a lot of what I do has turned into almost a hippie way of life where I'm all about keeping the earth clean and keeping the earth well maintained and taking care of the things that god has given us to steward well and that includes being careful with how we treat our environment and so if there are things we can do with some of the waste that we produce that lowers the load on our landfill then i'm all for that Uh, and this is one way we can do that we can um recycle our kitchen and our yard waste and that will reduce the amount that we're contributing to the local landfill and yes these things a third of the things that are in the landfills right now are compostable but because of the fact that they are trapped between layers of things that are not compostable then instead of breaking down and producing nutrients For the soil, they're producing methane gas instead. Um, So we want to try to keep as many of these things out of the landfill and put them back into the earth that we possibly can. Another good reason to compost is because it's super good for your soil. They don't call it black gold for nothing. It is the most important thing that you can do for your garden. Um, Adding compost is black gold it is definitely um, right up there if you do nothing else to your garden make sure you're adding compost to it and what better way to have compost to add than to make your own compost because really you're making treasure from your food trash so um, it helps aerate the soil it breaks down organic matter so that plants can use it it helps ward off diseases in plants like blossom rot and powdery mildew and wilt and things like that having really good rich soil helps support your plants and helps them to grow taller and larger and produce more for you so why would you not want to produce some compost that can help you to reach those goals in your garden and then number three It's better for the environment and not just because it's reducing landfill waste but because it's a great alternative to fertilizers and pesticides. If you're not adding compost to your soil then you're having to adjust the soil and add in different chemicals and things to um, discourage weeds and to add in nitrogen so that you don't get blossom rot and Um, different chemicals and things to balance out the nutrients in your soil. Whereas if you use compost a lot of that is naturally done for you and you don't have to rely on commercial fertilizers and pesticides to do those those jobs for you. So now that we know why we would want to compost let's get into the nitty-gritty and talk about how to do it. Compost is essentially a balance of green and brown materials Um, the green materials are nitrogen um, producing materials and those are going to make up about a third of your compost pile and the other two thirds is going to be made up of brown or carbon based materials and so that you're like okay that doesn't help me at all I don't know what's carbon and what's nitrogen in my house help me out Okay let's talk first about the nitrogen. The nitrogen is your greens Um, and first of all really simple green grass clippings green leaves. They're green so they're easy to remember that those belong in the greens. Um, You can also any of your fruit and veggie scraps so any if you Trim tomatoes, or you peel potatoes, or you chop up bell peppers and you take out the part in the middle that's white in the seeds. Um, you core an apple, um, any of those types of things, um, throw those in your compost pile, and those are part of your greens, your nitrogen that you're adding into the soil. Um, so, one thing you need to remember when you're doing this is you don't want to add meat or dairy or fish. Um, One it will cause an odor and it will also that odor will attract wildlife and that's something that you definitely don't want to do. It won't keep your soil as in balance as you would like it to. It will be slow to break down and it will just add more problems than it helps. Um, So avoid dairy avoid fish and avoid meat when you're dealing with kitchen waste in your green part of your compost also you don't want to add any weeds or any diseased plants if you're pulling stuff out because you have powdery mildew all over your zucchini or you got squash bugs and they're all through your zucchini the last thing you want to do is put that into your compost because those squash bugs lay eggs that will be in that compost that will go into your soil that will almost guarantee that next year when you put that in your garden you're going to have squash bugs again so what you want to do with weeds and things that are diseased is to do a burn pile with those if at all possible and if you can't you need to bag it up and and put it in your trash collection bin So uh, we don't want to germinate any weeds in our compost and we don't want to have disease that passes on um, from this round to the next round of gardening. So now that we have our pile of green let's talk about our pile of brown. Brown is really easy because if you think about it most of the things are brown. Um, Branches, stems, wood shavings, bark, sawdust, we use pine shavings in our chicken coop and that's something that goes into our, um, into our compost pile when the chickens are done with it. Shredded brown paper, coffee filters, coffee grounds, banana peels, um, pine needles, straw, wood ash. When you're doing wood ash, make sure that all that you're putting in there is just wood Um, or wooden leaves you don't want to add for example if you've um, done any kind of like printed cardboard or things like that that would have printing and inks and things like that you don't really want to add that into your um, compost so those types of things would be better off being safe for something else um, or just left out together Um, and then eggshells eggshells are the one thing that aren't really brown Um, but the rest of those are things that are usually brown in color and so you can remember those are the carbon things those are the things that we want to make sure that we're adding in and again two-thirds of our pile is going to be made up of those types of things and then the other pile is going to be made up of greens, which is about one third. So now that we know what the compost is made of, how do you make it happen? How do you turn it into black gold? I want to explain the process step by step based on what my family does and what works for us. There are lots of different ways to do this. You could come you could Google compost bins or compost tumbler online and come up with all kinds of different systems and ways that people have come up with in order to deal with compost waste. There are big reusable almost like we talked about the grow bags last week that um, are movable from one place to the other that you fill with soil and can use sort of like a raised bed but it can be moved from place to place Um, at the end of the year. Um, There are compost systems that work that way where it's a type of bag that you just keep adding things to and as it breaks down it goes down lower and you can mix it there in the bag. Um, There are barrels and um, totes that that spin or have aeration and are easy to open and, and turn and things like that and we'll get into when and why you would do that um, with the turning but really there are so many different ways that you can do this that are all pretty simple Uh, once you understand the basic mechanics of what's happening and why you do what you do um, it's one of those things that sounds big and complicated and and full of different little nuances but really it's it's pretty hard to mess up um, if you just follow basic principles. So the first thing we do is we have a little bucket on our kitchen counter. Uh, I'll have a picture of this on Instagram today. So if you will go to my Instagram account, The Funky Farm Girl, and check out today's post, um, this will be published on Wednesday, September the 9th. So you can go to that day's post and you will see a picture of my little compost bucket that sits on my kitchen counter. Um, This compost bucket is a little enamelware pot that belonged to my husband's great aunt and was given to me um, when her home was sold. And so that is now the home of all my little fruit and veggie scraps, my coffee grounds my eggshells and things like that we just toss it all in there and when it gets full then we take it outside to my barrel in the yard Um, beside the house on the back side of the deck we have a composting barrel that sits on a small stand i'll also put a picture of this on instagram to explain this better to you Uh, and it has a hole in the side with a lid And you take the lid off and you dump the composting stuff into the lid and then when you put the lid back on then you can turn the barrel and that mixes and turns the materials that are inside of there. Now primarily my barrel tends to be full of greens because of the way my system is is set up. You could also, if you're doing a small system, say on a patio or in a very small yard, you could put your browns in there as well. And once that barrel is full, you could continue to turn it every couple weeks until it fully decomposes and then dump it out and use that compost and start again. Because we have a little more space, I do it a little bit differently. So what I do is when that barrel is full, I roll it across the yard to the very end. Back behind my chicken coops in the corner of the yard is where we keep our brown pile. And just throughout the months, as I have things that I'm trimming, as I clean out the chicken coop and things like that, um, one of the things that I did not mention with the greens is manures. You can use chicken manure and you can use rabbit manure. Um, that right off the bat are going to be super super good for your garden. A Goat and cow manure would also work. Um, those are going to be really good at helping to jump start the enzymes to be activated from the green to begin to break down the brown and begin to develop into compost. And so we we'll clean out the chicken coops and we will throw it into a pile back in the corner. Then we'll add other greens and things and browns as we go. Um, and that gets turned in and mixed every couple weeks. And then when we have enough in the barrel, uh, we will roll it across the yard and dump it into the big brown pile and mix that um, we also have a tarp that we cover it with most of the time. Um, I've kept it off through the summer because I feel like that the the sun and the warmth from from our weather has been sufficient that it it's breaking down pretty well um, with that. and so I tend to cover it with the tarp more in the winter to make sure that it stays warm and that it's st- that it continues to break down and um, then I just make sure that it stays moist. Um, You're going to want to stir it every few weeks and basically what you're wanting to do is make sure that there's enough airflow in there. You don't want for example the sawdust to clump all together and make a big mass that's clumpy that can't get airflow through it. You want it to be mixed and light and fluffy with the other organic materials so that it has lots of airflow to help it to break down. Um, And then you want to keep it damp. Basically you want it to be like a wrung out dish rag. Um, If you think about how damp that is, it's not sopping wet but it's definitely not dry. Um, So you want to lightly mist or um, sometimes in the spring, for example, the rain that we get is plenty and sometimes you might be getting too much rain and you might want to cover it with the tarp or carpet remnants or whatever um, plastic to make sure that uh, it's not getting too wet um, and then uncover it when it's warmer and drier. And you can keep stirring it every couple weeks. And that just again gives you some aeration and helps it to encourage it to break it down. Another thing that helps that's not actually required, but it helps to break it down more quickly is to make sure that the pieces that you put in there are small. You can absolutely take whole eggshells and throw them in there. You can absolutely take an entire banana peel and throw it in there. You can take a whole apple core after your kid eats the apple and just throw it in there and it will eventually decompose. However, if you take the extra minute or two to cut it up into smaller pieces before you put it into your compost pile uh, or before you throw it into your little bucket on the counter... Um, it will break down faster and that compost will be ready sooner for you to use. So basically what I do is I gather these things all year long and then when it starts to get cold I will tarp it cover it with the tarp and I put bricks around it to hold it down so the tarp doesn't blow away and I let it sit and cook all summer all winter Uh, and then in early spring when when the weather is just starting to warm up and it's not freezing as much during the day and the days are starting to get warmer but the nights are still kind of cold I'll uncover it and start to turn it again and um, see if it's ready to put on the garden in the spring before I plant and generally I can get one good pile a year by following that system again if you don't have the yard space it's very easy to do in a small tumbler type system or a small bin type system that is self-contained in one little spot Uh, you could do this feasibly in a rubbermaid tote that has holes drilled in it for for drainage and aeration um, on a apartment balcony Um, it's really up to you the way you determine how to do it best in the situation that you're in but it is something that pretty much anybody can do and so if you're interested in beginning this part of a homestead lifestyle and you want to be able to use those scraps from your kitchen without just throwing them away and you want to be able to use yard waste and things like that Uh, it would be really really easy to do and incidentally if you live in an apartment and you don't have access to lots of yard waste and things like that you could get it from the groundskeepers in your in your um, apartment complex you could easily just buy um, we get a large bag of pine shavings that we buy for like five dollars for quite a large bag um, and you could use that to help balance out and help you get some of the browns. Um, there are lots of different things that, that you could try that would help you to balance out that brown to green ratio and keep it um, balanced and still be able to produce compost in an apartment. So this week I want you to show me your compost setup. I'll share mine on Instagram on Wednesday so be looking for the pictures of my pile and my barrel and my bucket on this on the counter um, and I'd be anxious to see your setup too uh, and then tell me how you use compost in your garden. Have you ever done your own compost before or will this be the first time? Hop onto Instagram at the funky Farmhouse. And the Funky Farm Girl and share with me what you're doing to begin composting or show me what system you already have set up. Next week we'll be talking about putting the garden to bed for the winter. All the things you need to do um, either after your summer crops are done if you're not going to do a fall garden or once your fall garden is finished what do you do to help your garden rest before you plant in the spring what can you do now to give it a good jump start so stay tuned next week thanks for stopping by y'all if you're inspired by what you've heard today the best compliment you can give me is to share the funky farm girl with your friends you can stay connected by following the funky farm girl on instagram facebook and youtube until we meet again next week Remember to bloom where you're planted.